When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, you guys, we are back after a long, but not really, uh, NBA offseason. Yes, sir. Nibble Hoop has returned. I'm back. It's your boy, Coach Maples, a.k.a. Jay Mapes, here with Kings. Kings, what's going on with you, my guy? Yes, sir. Living good. You know you know what it is, man. Y'all know me on the timeline. <laughs> Raiders 4-2. and two, John Gruden, the bozo is gone. <laughs> Living good, man. You know, I'm not complaining. 5-1 and one, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, we are going to beat Kings Raiders on Thanksgiving. I'm going to put that out there right now. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say my ammo, man. Cause it's a lot. It's a lot of, it's a lot of people who, who ready for that game. Everybody's ready for that one. That's going to be a, that's going to be a crazy matchup. Right. It's going to be everyone on the timeline. Cause it's Thanksgiving. So everybody's going to be watching. Right. Yeah, we're going to see how, how that folds out. Anyway, man, we, we took a break after the uh, summer league. We didn't want to, uh, you know, Pot about 2K ratings and all the dramatic stuff Hell coming nah. with the NBA <laughs> NBA uh, offseason, even though it was very uh, event-filled, a lot going on. Uh, King, I know you mentioned the thing about Kyrie was the whole Kyrie saga was something that kind of caught your eye with this uh, offseason. Yeah, Bash, the amount of um, the amount of money he was willing to give up uh, for this position. Uh, definitely. I mean, I think they say that him and Katie haven't spoken in in a, in a while. Um, you know, at least from what Katie said. Uh, man, it's it's crazy uh, that that what he's doing can send shockwaves throughout the leagues. Has implications for a lot throughout the league. It, it's just a major storyline right now going into the to the um, to the league. Just from an on court perspective, that's not even getting to the off court stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, this. Uh... It's kind of insane how that went down. And, you know, the thing that, you know, caught my eye, you know, obviously that did too, but the, the Ben Simmons saga, and I mentioned to you before, I I would have put money that he would be out of Philadelphia after that, the way that season ended, man. Just, you know, three straight scoreless fourth quarters, team and coach kind of threw him under the bus after he disappeared, gives a trade request, and missed that first check and was like, nah, I'll be here until it's done. <laughs> Hey, I just think it was Man. crazy how, yeah, how, how Maury and Philly kind of called the bluff. I remember they, Rich Fall and Cole kind of put out that they, they'd be willing to sit the season or sit until it was done. But yeah, they was that, that first check came and went. <laughs> yeah, man. When he see when he seen that fine, it was like, hey, man, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, man. <laughs> I think somebody I was praying, they was like, that dude better just go in there and act like he's spraying the ankles and get that butt <laughs> until he out of there. Uh but yeah, we'll see. Just you know, moving on from the off season to the preseason before we get into our um, our standing predictions. What 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 caught your eye? You know, uh, anything with this preseason in particular that uh, that caught your eye? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the Warriors have been very impressive throughout the preseason. Um, very fluid. Um, got a lot of guys who are, are professionals who fit into the system, fit into the scheme. The young guys can be – I feel like they can come in when and, and fill in specific roles. That's asked of them. Uh, it's definitely back to the strength of numbers. And the numbers right, right. that they got are very talented. So, um, you know, you can't really just guard Curry the way you were guarding him last last year because Otto Porter could hit. Poole has taken a step. Man, like, speaking of Poole, I, uh, I, I, I almost – that's a name I forgot for some of these awards. <laughs> Let me go and put that back because right, right. Poole, man, he, hey, Poole is looking sensational. Uh, they got they got a lot going on, bro. Right. Like, they're really good. They're a really good team, man. All right. Uh, for me, it was, uh, you know, how just how clunky the Lakers were offensively. Um, they're actually better than I thought they would be defensively when they put the right lineups out there. So that's a concern to me that was uh, alleviated a little bit. I think they'll be able to put a good defensive lineup out there the majority of the game. But offensively, it's just going to be a, a work in progress. I think everybody understands that as well, too. But uh, what came out for me was just Giannis, man. Um, people do the jump shot thing every year with him. But if you look at the actual form compared to other years, it's way more compact. It's mm-hmm. not that elongated slingshot that it used to be. You don't so have that hitch either. Huh? You don't got the hitch on him. Right, exactly. That's what is kind of uh, kind of I'm kind of fascinated to see if that sticks, man, because if he starts to hunt for those shots that they want to give him with uh, still being explosive at the basket, I think it opens up a whole uh, other level for him. And we'll definitely get into, you know, the top of the East and top of the West going forward. So there's a couple of nuggets that, you know, caught our eye. And let's get into why we were here, man. Let's go into these predictions, man. So let's start in the Western Conference. Kings, give me your one through ten. I'll give you mine. And then we'll uh we'll go from there, man. Let's do it. Yeah, man. From from the number one, you know, kind of by default, I think overall they have the best collection of time in the West. Uh, you know, I think, you know, with an easy schedule to start off, they'll they'll gel and they'll be able to find their identity and then run through teams going late. I got the Lakers, number one. Um, I definitely think that they're going to uh, be the number one team in the West. Number two, I had uh, the Suns. The Suns are from conti- for continuity, continuity and continuity. And they had, you know, they bring a lot of guys back. You know, they have the Aiden thing that's going on, but I don't think it'll be a problem in the regular season. I think Aiden's going to be playing for his contract of wherever it, that he is going to get the contract from. I think that's what he'll be playing for. So he'll be very productive. Uh, number three, I have you know, the team I said I was high on, the Warriors. I think the Warriors are going to have a great season. Uh, I think they're going to be real dark horse contenders. Number four, I got the Mavericks. I think Luke is going to have another great year. Uh, number five, I have um, – Let's see what I got for number four. number five. I have the Jazz again. Just one of those teams that are going to maintain continuity and they're going to still be competitive. They still have a good recipe, but I don't have them that high because I think teams finally caught on that these guys can't guard on the perimeter. I think more teams are going to attack Gobert uh, over the course of the season. I think he'll still be a great defender, but I think it won't be as dominant as we've seen. Um, also, uh, number six, I have the the, the Nuggets. I think you know. Jokic is going to keep them chugging along. They're going to be a playoff team. I think and Michael Porter Jr., he's going to score 20 to 24 points a game. Uh, and, you know, they're going to keep rolling. Okay. And number seven, I have the Clippers. Uh, they're still a playoff team, even without Kawhi. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to try and push too much to try and have a good seed for when Kawhi comes back. I think they're just comfortable making the playoffs. 
making sure nothing, uh, no, no compounding injuries occur to, you know, key guys like Reggie or Paul George and just going to try and make sure everybody stays healthy. And then if Kawhi does want to return, I think they'll make a push in the playoffs with whatever seed they got. Uh, number eight, I have the Grizzlies. I think they'll make the playoffs again. Um, and number nine, I have the Blazers. I just think the offseason, I don't think they got better at all. Uh, I think they fall out with the playoffs. And number 10, I got my Wolves. My Wolves, I, I have us as a play-in team. However, I do think if we get somehow, if we get Ben Simmons in that trade, I do have us as the eighth seed in the Western Conference. But right now, based off what we have, I think we're number 10 playing team. All right. We have the same exact 10 teams. I was torn between Minnesota and Sacramento for that 10th spot. But those yes, are the two teams I had like Sac- that. Yeah. But, but I, 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 I went with Minnesota because I think I think Cat, uh, I'm real big deer in Fox side, but I think uh Ant's been looking very good in the preseason. Absolutely. And I think Cat, uh, after last year being in the fall with all the stuff he went through, he's ready to play. Um, I think D'Angelo Russell's, you know, coming off the ball a little bit more in the preseason for what I've seen, the couple games that I did see. And um yeah, so we have the exact same teams, but different order at the top. So uh, one, you had the Lakers, I had Phoenix. Um this is continuity with me. They bring everybody back. You know what to expect night in, night out. Right, uh, right. Mikhail, Mikhail got paid. Uh, it's odd to me that they're holding out on Aiden, which is weird to me because if, if he, he's getting the max wherever he goes, whoever, whoever he goes, he's getting the max. I think that's just delaying the inevitable uh, with Sarver. Um, two is Utah. I just think they hold one. You did make a great point about how they're going to attack uh, Utah. My thing, I just don't think they'll do it in a regular season. It's more of a playoff thing because – uh, Gobert actually developed and it, and you know made himself better as a switch defender out in space. He just what the the Clippers did was when they took him away from the basket, yeah, it exposed the other four bad defenders because he wasn't there to clean up their mess because he had to guard the perimeter when they went five out. And I think that was the issue. I don't know if teams would do that in the regular season. If they do right. do that in the regular season, I can see them definitely down fourth or fifth where you had them because that is an issue they have not address that they got the same slow bad defenders in uh, front of him i do think people are a little down on them people were forgetting that michael conley got hurt and i think that would have changed a lot for them just having another uh all, another on-ball creative so mitchell didn't have to do everything and they weren't relying on jordan clarkson's just you know being up and down he's a roller coaster guy. i'm not sure if they're gonna shoot as good as they did last year either Think that's that true. Very, that 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 was otherworldly. That's also game. a good point. That's also a great point. It was otherworldly last year. Uh, three, I have the Lakers. Um, you raised a great point about the schedule. I just still think they'll maybe might drop a couple by just getting used to each other. Um, like the last preseason game was encouraging because I think we saw good Westbrook for the most part, at least early, and then LeBron looked like LeBron. Uh, you could tell he was dialing up for some, but then AD looks healthy. Uh, I don't yeah. love the. Uh, I haven't loved the shot selection in the preseason, but that's just, you know. But if he's healthy, uh, shout out Jason Timothy Razor. Great point. AD and LeBron win 78% of the games they play together. That's been their whole MO uh, as Lakers. When they both play, the team is pretty damn hard to beat. So yeah. look at that. Um, so my top three was Phoenix, Utah, LA. Your top three was LA, Phoenix, and Warriors. My fourth seed was actually uh, the Warriors. Same thing with you. I think they're very high. Um for all the flack that Steve Kerr caught about not changing his style, uh, 
his response was, I just go get a whole bunch of guys that fit my style. He's smart guys, can shoot, won't right. try to do too much. So uh, I'll give him credit there. Otto Porter fits what they want to do way better than, you know, um, Oubre and Bazemore. So uh, 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 Otto. Yeah, exactly. Me and Lincoln, no, me and Lincoln. Yeah, um, he fits well. I think Iguodala in spot minutes, but I think most Iguodala mentoring the young guys and helping them understand right. uh, what it's like in that system. I think he'll pay. I, I, think, they, I think he'll be huge for Kaminga specifically. Right, exactly. Right. I think he'll have, he might have more of an off court value, which may just be just as important, you know, going deeper into the season. But you know, Iguodala being back, um, Dre and Steph look healthy. We'll see what Draymond does offensively from a scoring standpoint. We know he's going to get a bunch of assists and make the right reads, but I think if he's just a little bit more aggressive, that'd make him a little bit more. Uh, I think Jordan Poole is ready to pop all the attention that Steph's going to get. He's going to be able to have the chance to boogie. Um, Wiggins had his best year. Let's see if he builds on that. So that's why I'm so high on him as a home court advantage team. Uh, Four, you had Mavs. Five, you had Jazz. I had Denver, I think just, you know, Jokic is probably the one of like seven foundational pieces in the NBA. Like you put this guy on your team, you can, you know, plug in 45 wins max. I think he's just that good. We're just his, his night to night. He's a tank. He's never hurt. He's out there. He's uh makes everybody better from the center position. He's just a tough matchup night to night. So I got Denver five. Uh, this is where we get for a little bit. So you have the Nuggets sixth. I have the Clippers sixth. Um, I think that team is a lot better than people that they bought everybody. But only thing out is Kawhi is missing. They added Bledsoe. I think Bledsoe is their Batum this year. He was god awful in New Orleans. He just didn't care after about three weeks. So um, I think he might be there another Batum for them this year. I think uh, he'll also. I think also he's going to be in a great system. Right. That's the other uh, thing. Before he's gonna he he's his skip strength is what they need. You right, know, exactly, so exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I was like, you're right, New Orleans, it was bad spacing, just not even fit to his game. So that's the other part of it, but he literally didn't try, he didn't care. But I think he has a chance to be their Batum this year. Um I just love their I, I love their emphasis on spacing and putting the floor out. I think Paul George, um Little little older now, but I still think he understands how to how to score and get his you know twenty five a game, very high volume uh, three point shooter. Brought Reggie Jackson back, Marcus Morris is back, Zubac. They just got a whole. They got a nice solid core, and I think yeah. uh, the the I think they're the X factor depending on what Kawhi wants to do, whether he pushes it or not. So I think they'll be interesting to see how they attack their season as that news becomes more available, right? And see what they do with that. Um, Seven, I had Dallas. You had the Clippers at seven. You had Dallas. That, that's that's our biggest disconnect there. You have the Mavs at four. Yeah. I have the Mavs at seven. Um, I will say this. I tweeted this out. Uh, Jason Kidd has a much more uh, Porzingis-friendly system, and I think that is what bodes well for them because Luka is going to be Luka, but if you can get somebody else to be actual threat night to night, Luka is so special. Like, that lifts their ceiling that much higher. And you can just, okay, we have to watch Porzingis. Like, he didn't have to be guarded last year playing with Carlisle. But kid, you know, kid's a point guard. He has players' respect. If you get Luka to come off the ball just a little bit, even if it costs him a couple possessions to get Porzingis comfortable and going, I think that makes him that much more deadly uh, in the playoffs. So, uh, 
you might actually be correct about the Mavs being uh, also I think if the Mavs are that high, Luca probably win MVP if they're a, a home court team in the first round. But we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, I got I have him in my team. <laughs> right. So um A for me was Portland. Um I just think you know what? I think I honestly think you might be right. They might not be in that eight. This is all on Dame for me. Like Dame just yeah. he's just been a place. This is all Dame pick. Uh he's always just been a playoff guy. You put him in, you're the playoff team. Uh, I think do think this is his last year in Portland. I think he finally hits that, hits that button after this year. It's just you know, we coach in 10 years, nothing done. They're going backwards since that uh fluke conference finals appearance where they looked like they was about to do something. So that's why I was a Portland nine, Memphis, and then 10 Minnesota. And I think that uh Minnesota just all, all those young teams. I think they're the only one that's true. They had a wild offseason, right? But it was all off the court. I think all the players are bought in. I love the the coaching change they made. Uh, he was one of the most sought, sought after coaching hires in the season before. They seem to be buying in. They changed their philosophy offensively when he got on board. Yeah. I think they'll be a really good, a, a, possibly a top seven offensive team with all their talent. So if they really can just good. get to like even like 18th or something defensively, they'll be a a, a solid playing team. Um, Yes, and Sack was 11. Real quick, before we both are kind of down on New Orleans, I see. Um, yeah. So, uh, Zion is out for at least the first two weeks. And just what, despite having those two guys who combine for 50 a game when they play, what? why were you down on New Orleans real quick before? I don't even know Zion plays more than half the games in the season. Yeah, see, that's... You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I, I really don't know how many games he's playing this year. It's not going to be a lot. So you have that, you know, they already weren't good defensively, you know, with him playing. You, you kind of wanted his generational production to offset it. Now you don't have that. Right. So now you're just in the hole, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really just don't know what they plan on doing. It's just not looking good for the direction of the org right now. And right. <laughs> man, it's just not looking good. That's just all it is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, from the top down, they had a pretty wild uh, offseason. The piano stories, you know, Griffin Zion not getting along. Um, it just for me, I just think they just downgraded, man. You say what you want about Lonzo. Uh, Devontae Graham is not a better basketball. They're not even in the, on, in the same atmosphere as far as impact on winning, in my opinion. Um, right. That, that's the main thing. Um, on top of that, they just have too many young guys that they're going to depend on to be effective right away. You just can't win with that in the Western Conference, the NBA period now, because East is pretty damn good this year, too. So they're depending on Trey Murphy, the rookie, depending on Nikhil Alexander to pop, depending on Jackson Hayes to pop at age 22 or 21, excuse me, mind you. Uh, Ingram's only 24 himself. You know what I mean? There's no vet that I can be like, okay, they can lean on this guy. I mean, Jonas is okay. He's a you know a borderline top seven ish center, production wise. But is that something you can lean on night to night? Where he's going to win his games? That's the that's the only thing. So I'm not I'm not super high on him. I'm really interested to see how, how their season goes and uh, what they do next year. That'll be very uh, very interesting. We already know what's on the uh, you know <laughs> what's on the horizon. Oh man, it's gonna be a, it's right. gonna be a, it's gonna be a mess. Right. So yeah, that was uh. Yeah, besides from but going back to this, the teams that we think will, will be in the playoffs, we were pretty uh pretty close, maybe one or two spots off. Only disconnect we had, we had a three seed difference between the Mavs 
and the uh, and the Mavs on our list. Anybody else? I don't think anybody was more than two seeds off. Well, you had Jazz. I have Jazz at two. You had Jazz at five. So Jazz and Mavs, only two teams. We kind of differ on everybody else was not more than one or two seeds off. So I think we're we're pretty uh, lock and step for the most part aside from those two teams. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, the Easter conference now, I had a bear with this. There are so many cross outs and question marks I had down on this list. <laughs> you want me to go first this time? You went first with the West? I'll go. I'll go with the East. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm still stuck on my playing teams, but yeah, yeah. But go, go ahead. Give me, give me your top. Uh, my number one seed. I got the Bucks. Best, best con, uh, continue continuity. Um, Giannis is gonna have another great regular season. They're just a great regular season team. I got them at number one. They're also gonna be playing free, no monkey on their back. They're just, they're just gonna have a great regular season. Major. Number two, I got, I got the Nets. Uh, they would be the first seed, but obviously Kyrie is just slotted to miss at least half the season. Um, you know, actually, I, I have the Nets at two. I still, I still think Harden and KD is enough to be dominant in the East, but they're not going to be better than the Bucks because they're not going to have Kyrie cons- on a consistent basis. Number three, man, this is the team I have a lot. I'm riding high <laughs> on this team. I still think they're going to be – they're going to continue what they built off last year. I got the Hawks. Oh. I got the Hawks as a third seed. And number four, I got the Celtics. I think they're going to have a good, I think going to have a bounce back year in terms of, you know, how they look. I think they're going to be a really good team. They're going to be a really good four seed. Uh, number five, I got the Heat. I got the Heat at F5. I think they're also going to have another solid season. Number six, I got the Sixers. I just, I just don't like the recipe that they got going on. <laughs> and ben Simmons' heart will not be in the Sixers regular season. Who knows when he gets traded? I just don't see them being that that good. Number seven, I got the Bulls. That's kind of everybody's fun team to pick. They will be a playoff team, in my opinion. I, I like what they're doing over there. Number eight, I got the Knicks. I do think the Knicks will make the playoffs and and, and win the play-in. However, I won't be shocked if my number nine team, the Hornets, I won't be shocked if the Hornets beat the Knicks and end up at the at the, at the eighth spot. Um, the test, the tenth spot, man. Who, man? You know, I, I think, I think it'll be it'll end up being the Wizards. I think the Wizards will still have enough to make a play and push. That's tough. I had the Wizards eleventh, actually, slightly behind my tenth team. So yeah, we got a lot. So our top two was the same, and then yeah. I went different. So one and two, Milwaukee, welcome. Same reasons, kind of you said, continuity. Milwaukee's got that uh, monkey off their back, playing pressure free. Brooklyn, no Kyrie, but they still have KD and Harden. Um, even as a guy who's been cold, who's been dubbed a Harden hater, uh, he's regular season. He's that guy. Um, if he's in Absolutely. shape, or as he plays his way into shape, like he likes to do, he likes to play his way into shape. Um, 
I think he'll still be a top 10 player, which he, I mean, kind of forgot about him as a top 10 player because he went through all that stuff last year with his body and trying to force his way out of Houston, but he is a top 10 player um, in the league. So I like those as the top two seeds. You had ATL three. I had Miami three. I'm extremely high on, on Miami. Um, only thing is they don't have a guy like ATL has a guy, right? It's Trey. As yep. is like, you know, I think Jimmy Butler is more of a tier two kind of offensive, uh, offensive anchor. Like, Lino, right. he had that, you know, that amazing playoff run in, in 2020, obviously, right? But that's their only question. But I love the Lowry addition. Um, I love, you know, add Markeith, like the toughness to PJ Tucker. Like, they're equipping themselves for playoff battles if you Absolutely. watch what, how they're building their roster. And I think they're going to try to turn games into rock fights. And just a team nobody will want to. I, I I would strongly advise the top two seeds. You don't want to try to have to play them until you absolutely have to. Like you don't want to, if you're a contender of one of those top two seeds, you don't want to see Miami. Like you have them fifth, so like that's a second team you play in the second round, right? You you, you don't want to see them. Um, four, I had ATL. You had ATL three. Um, it's weird, man. Even as watching Atlanta, I would watch. I'd be like is this team really that good or are these teams just stinking up the joint? Because the games will be close. And just, I remember Julius Randle was having those terrible games. Ben, and it was still close. Ben Simmons wasn't shooting layups. It was still close. Right. But I got to give Trey his due. Uh, he had some hell, hell of hell of good playoff games. Like he was coming through in the clutch. Um, he stopped, uh, what you say, uh, honest, he started playing honest basketball. Honest basketball, man. <laughs> Yeah, right. He's starting to make everybody better. So you might have you may have something to that with ATL that high. I, I have them at four, five. I went with Philly because I just don't. Same thing with you. A lot of drama. I don't think they're one of their main two guys doesn't want to be there. I will say that they, they do have a veteran laden team. So you know, guys are able to get past that sometimes. You know, Danny yeah. Jane, Tobias Harris, uh, Doc for all his faults, the players still seem to like him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, guys do play for him. So, we'll see how that goes, man. But, yeah, I got Philly dropping off just, just a hair with everything that, that they're going through. Uh, six, I have Chicago. You have Chicago seventh. Um, love the Lonzo edition. I love the DeRozan edition. It's just – and as far as players, I think, are taking that next step. In his, he's not going to be MIP. He's already still good. But as far as players making that next step to another tier of star or superstar, I think this is what Levine does this year. Like he has a chance to be like Booker S with how people view him. Like last year, he quietly he had some of the worst spacing in the league for high volume right. scores, and he had a like one of the historically efficient shooting seasons. Like he was just amazing last year, offensively. offensively. That three level scoring, attacking the rim, his playmaking took a big leap. I think he's just ready to to make that to make that leap into official. Like okay, I'm here now. So. I have them as a solid playoff team at six. I have the Knicks at seven. Um, I'll be honest, the playoff run kind of scared me. They brought fans back, and uh, (laughs) 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 it got real quick. You know, Randall was my guy. You know, I'm a baby Laker rapper forever. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm interested to see if what he did was real because he really had an incredible season out of nowhere. If he can duplicate that again where he shoots, you know, 40, like 46, 40 in like mid 80s from free throw line again. He does that again. He's a bona fide star 
I don't think he's making second team All NBA. You know that that's how good he was last year. Yeah, he's he not doing all yeah. that. <laughs> if he does that, more power to him. He's a legit superstar if he does that. But I just I I can't see it. Um, eight biggest discrepancy between me and you on this. I have Boston eight. You have Boston. Man, how do you have Boston that low? Okay, I don't so understand. listen. So I, I I know this is this is where I just I hate them at the PG spot. I do. I, and I know Dennis is a boy there, but Dennis is more of a He's not a setup guy. He's a slashing point guard. They just have no playmaking on that team. Like, if you ask me who their best playmaker is, I, it's like Al Horford is my answer. But I, I mean, that's kind of how they've been playing for, like, what, the past four years? I know, and it's just – and then last year, and to be fair, they got injury and COVID last year. Like, Tatum caught it. It was not himself. Uh, Jalen Brown got hurt, and Jalen Brown was having a phenomenal year. I still think those are the best two young wing – best young wing tandem in the league. I'll say this though, Kings. Between after that those top two teams, I think three through eight is going to be separated by something like three games. Like it'll be set close in the east. So I'll say that though. I'm like, yeah, I'm I could be wrong because I think everything's going to be like at max of five game separation. Like somebody gets hurt, somebody catches COVID, right? Somebody gets suspended, or whatever. They miss a week. You could go from four to nine. That's how I am with how, how compact the the East is in that in that mid tier. So that that's. That's why I don't feel that bad putting them there. Like it's not. A I just don't. For me. I just don't think their playmaking is a problem in the regular season. I think that's more of a, a playoff issue. Okay. I think in the regular season, their offense, their scheme, and the way they defend, and how much scoring they have, they play as a unit, well coached. I just think that's that's enough, especially with their two wings, and now they have a real six man of the year type player. I think that's enough to get them into the middle of the pack in the East, in my opinion. Okay. All right. I just. It's hard for me to have them leapfrog Miami and, and Philly, though. I, I think those teams are yeah, – we'll see. I mean, it, it's going to be a real compact. I mean, they, the, my thing is they've been better than before. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. That's true. That's it's true. It's not I just, nothing new to that. You know what I mean? You know, it's not like where, you know, it's Phoenix, Utah, Lakers, or Warriors like that, too. There's a big gap, right? It's just those top two teams in the East, and then everybody else falls in line right. to me. So I think it's all compact. So I could be wrong about Boston 8. But I just I don't think the games are going to separate this much. It's probably better if we had separated this into tiers, like contender, French contender, playoff team, and then you know pretender. We probably should have did that, but we'll, we'll keep that in mind going forward. Um, so a nine, I had Charlotte like you. In ten, I went Toronto instead of Washington. This for the fact I think. Toronto, uh, okay, I, yeah. I think That's Toronto. Yeah, it was the same. I went with who I thought was a better defensive team. I think Toronto will be a better defensive team. I mean, Washington was just horrifically bad on defense last year. But I do like, like, uh, Kuzma, if he sticks with defending, he can help him there. KCP can defend a little bit. Yeah, I don't think Kuzma doing that, brother. Yeah, I think Kuzma trying to get his buckets right uh, <laughs> this season. But uh, I just, you know, um, you know, I, me and you are both pretty high on Rui. Like, every time we watch him, I feel like he's adding something to his game. He's out for a while, so we'll see how – how that goes. Um, yeah, man, that's my 10. So you have Washington. I have Toronto. Uh, I just think I like Toronto defensively. And they have, you know, they'll be fine. The big, the big thing with Toronto is they had 82 road games last year. And I think it's hard to play that way in the NBA. That's true. That's definitely true. That, that I think being back home, uh, they'll have something. So – before we go into these individual awards, give me 
your conference finals in the West and your Western Conference champion? Man, conference finals in the West, I got Lakers versus Warriors, and I got the Lakers winning that one. Ooh, Lakers dubs. I have the same thing. If I said the Warriors are a sneaky conference final team, depending on matchup. So in my bracket, they will play Phoenix in the second round. And I think I, I kind of like yep. the matchup for them. I just, I, I like the matchup for them, even though if, if a lot depends on a, that's way down the road. We'll talk playoff matches when they actually happen, but yeah, I think they can get that team. So I got Lakers dubs with the Lakers winning in a, in a long competitive six games. I think it's a competitive six game, so it, it, it won't be an easy series at all. Who do you have in the East? In the East, I have, you know, uh, I have uh, Lakers. No, I'm sorry, not Lakers. I have um, the Nets versus the Bucks, and the winner is influenced by Kyrie. <laughs> if you have no Kyrie, the Bucks will win that series. But with Kyrie, I have the Nets winning that series. Okay, so here's my thing. Uh, I defended this all season because we know when Kyrie said, you know, the anti-vax stuff came out and he was done, I was like, yeah, I'm switching my pick to Milwaukee. Everybody's main counter was, oh, they took him to seven and Harden wasn't there and Kyrie was angry with her anyway. KD's toe was on the line and they would have won. So what is your counter to that? Because mine is, I was like, you know what? They won the championship. They're getting that confidence boost. I just, I don't, I can't fathom Middleton and Drew having that bad of playoff games. Like Middleton figured it out eventually, but Drew just was so bad offensively in that series. Right. So how, how do you, what was your counter to that? Those people who say, well, they almost beat him anyway without those two last year. What's your counter to that? Well, well, well one, Dante's going to come back. That's number one. Yes. And yes. He's coming back. So now you have more depth and more perimeter guys to throw. Uh, number two, uh, you have you have a you have Grayson Allen. That's love another, that pickup. Love that pickup. That's somebody you can actually play against. So that's going to be less taxing on your starters. So your stars are going to have more energy. And you're going to have grittier defenders who's going to come in and defend in his shots. Number three, I don't. I think that you know as the playoffs went on, I think Bud combined with the Brook Lopez's age is going to finally realize I need to play Portis more, and that I think that's going to be crucial for them going forward because he's a much more switchier big. He can also hit three so you don't lose the spacing on offense and you gain more lateral uh, mobility defensively to guard a team like the Nets. And then number four is this. Um, even when Kyrie was there, he wasn't good. If you actually look at, Ky- <laughs> if you actually look at Kyrie's numbers against the Bucks and the playoffs are actually terrible, like Nets included. Like for what the, the, the Bucks bother Kyrie a lot. Their defensive scheme, Brooke, bothers Kyrie at the rim a lot. Uh, having someone like Giannis, who's a great help defender, bothers Kyrie when he's trying to get to a spot. Obviously, Middleton, and you have Drew Holiday, great point of attack defender, Drew Holiday, and you have Middleton, who's another long type of perimeter guy. And then Dante's athletic type of guard, who's a big guard. they just very big. They create problems for Kyrie. And so if you look at the game four, that they won, they were winning that game even when Kyrie was there. And I mean, you could say that with Kyrie there that the Nets may win the series, but you can't guarantee that he plays well because he hasn't played well against the Bucks in playoffs like ever in these in these in this recent Bucks run. So and number and then number five is like like you said, Drew Holiday and Chris Milton, like Drew, not even Chris Milton because he showed up on home. Right. You know, he, he, 
to Michael Jordan that, you know, when he when he played in Milwaukee, but Drew Holiday was just completely awful. Like right. he was just completely <laughs> bad. And I'm just not sure that's you're just gonna that's just gonna happen again, especially now that he has Dante that's gonna help him defensively, so he's not gonna exert as much energy. You have Grayson Allen again who's gonna come and help. Uh, this guy, uh, Jordan Nora, I think, is another guy you need to look out for, man. He's he might take another step to being playable, very, uh, very deadly from three. You know, Forbes was kind of the guy that was their weapon. I think Jordan is going to be a much better version of Forbes because uh, he's going to be, I think he's going to be a better type of defender. I think he's kind of bigger. So I just think they're just, they have a lot of body, they're going to have a lot of bodies this year to keep guys like Drew fresh, keep guys like Middleton fresh. And I think that's going to help them offensively, knowing that they're not going to have to play like 42 minutes. Like they can play the 36, 38 minutes and, and be more effective on offense, knowing that they, if they can take the breather and, you know, the team's going to be okay because they have capable players coming in. So that's just going to be very, very key for them. I don't think that the Nets already didn't match up good anyway. And now you ask, now that's it's the thing of this. You know, a lot of what we saw in the playoffs with the Nets and Bucks, you saw Giannis taking just bonehead shots. He got that out of his system. He's not going to go. He's not going to try and prove to be something he's not. He's going to he's gonna try and get to the paint. If you want to force him to counter, he's going to do a smart counter with his mid-range. He's comfortable now. He has he found his spots in the mid-range where he wants to counter you from. So it's going to be a lot harder guarding Giannis now than it was when he was playing them, you know, a few months ago. He had to get that off, get through that mental hurdle, hurdle, and he got through it in Game Seven against them. So, a lot of things are in the Bucks' favor. If the Nets are not full strength, they are not winning that series. That's just what it comes down to. They need yeah, everything available. Yeah, that and that's a great point you raised about Giannis. If you look at his shot breakdown by distance, he cut the three pointers way down in previous playoff. Uh, playoff runs and he turned the mid-range frequency way up and I think that's what a lot of people are kind of clamoring for him to do like you don't have to take threes you're so damn big and athletic the mid-range is going to be there all the time right yep he shot 49 percent on like good volume in the playoffs like that that is like borderline elite for (laughs) for a score which was which was crazy so that 10 to 16 spot that's just that's his right. best counter spot. He just has to stick with it. Right. That's the. I mean, that's the shot they're going to give him, right? Because they're not going to give him the rim because he's eighty five percent at the rim, which was also which is also kind of insane. Uh, but yeah, man. Woo, man. So you got Lakers, Milwaukee in the finals, which I do as well. Who you got? Like I said, that's with no Kyrie. With Kyrie, I got. I'll go give you my two. I'll give you. Oh, my oh yeah, two. yeah, okay, okay. You said you said you have your because with, Ky- with Kyrie, I think the Nets will make it. Um, so if, if with Kyrie, it's going to be Lakers Nets. I will pick the Lakers. I just think the key is I just think Russell Westbrook will destroy the Nets in, in terms of he's so big that like even if they sag off, they're just that's he's just gonna he's gonna challenge them. He's gonna basically challenge those guys to say, "Can I don't care if you if you're in that paint, can you physically handle me attacking the rim?" And I'm really just not sure they're able to physically handle him attacking the rim. That that that's the, I I think I don't think they're strong enough, and I don't think they're uh they're that mobile enough because they have a lot of old guys in the front court outside of Claxton. And I'm not sure if Claxton is strong enough to handle somebody like Westbrook doing that consistently, right? But 
And then another thing is, I just think Westbrook, when he plays Kevin Durant, mentally speaking, he yes, becomes sir. a lot <laughs> He's a lot more aggressive. He's a lot more assertive. He wants to prove a point and not prove a point in the terms of, oh, I'm going to try to outshoot KD. He wants to prove a point. I'm attacking KD every time. I want him to see if he can stop me from doing what I do best. So that's why I like the Lakers in this. I think that's Russell's dream matchup. On the flip side, and I told people this, the Bucks are a nightmare matchup for Russell Westbrook. A complete yeah, nightmare yeah, matchup. Yeah. Complete nightmare matchup. I mean, that drop coverage will have him in hell because they're big. The neck, the Bucks are big. They are long. They are athletic. All over. They, that paint will be packed. They will make him have to shoot, and it's just not going to be pretty. I think the only way the Lakers beat the Bucks is if LeBron James has a hot shooting streak. He may have it, but honestly, I haven't said this on the timeline, but if the Lakers play the Bucks, my mind will tell me the Bucks win that series. <laughs> oh, see, oh, we if haven't I, flipped. We haven't if flipped. I, if I choose the Lakers, that's just me saying LeBron will win that series. But my mind is just telling me that's just a, not a good matchup for this Lakers team. And I, I would, I would, if I had to bet money, I would bet money on the Bucks. But my wow. heart would just say, I think LeBron will get it, find a way to get it done. But I wouldn't wow. I don't like the Lakers in that series at all. Ooh. All right, so we had it reversed. So I think – here's my thing. The Nets just have so much top-end talent. Like, there's never been a team with that much top-end talent still relatively in their prime that did not win a championship. So right. if, Kyrie, if Kyrie plays, I think the Nets are going to win a championship. I think they'll beat the Lakers in seven. However – if the Bucks go, I think the Lakers beat the Bucks in seven. It's a picking, but I will lean Lakers in seven because I, I've seen LeBron James track record in game sevens. Like he understands what time it is. He, he's he's it's like him, him and Michael Jordan when 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 the chicken is on the line for real for real. Uh, they they know what time it is. So yes, um, I will pick the Lakers over the Bucks in seven. Even though that stuff you brought up about Westbrook is that making me double. Double take. It will be rough, man. Like if the Bucks beat the Lakers, it will be in some like five or six, like because they took advantage of a bad matchup. But if the longer that series goes, I would lean more towards the Lakers because in a one game off, I just I trust LeBron that much. That's just kind of what that is. But if, if, that, if you see, you see, that's why I just can't see the Nets doing it because my thing with the Nets is that they're just not going to be. They're not. They got the offensive firepower, but the thing with the Nets. Um, and last year, why uh, you know, I felt like the Nets could have been more confident is that, you know, if they load the paint and they take away strengths from LeBron and AD, they don't feel there's anybody else who's going to try and punish them like LeBron and AD can. But that's why I think Westbrook, he will try to punish them. And I just don't think defensively the, the Nets are built to withstand guys attacking the paint consistently, like from all angles. Uh, you know what I mean? And then LeBron, obviously, he can hit jumpers. Uh, if AD's at the five, he's not, he's going to be uh, very effective from from uh, taking like Claxton, for example, off the bounce. And Russ is going to be active. Russ is going to be cutting. Russ is going to be very aggressive, making sure that these guys stop him from getting to the rim. I just don't think they have the bodies to do that. Like you can, like we always talk about, oh, just shrink the floor. But you have to have guys who have the bodies to shrink the floor. Guys who have the the bodies to be able to be strong enough to contest guys at the rim and get the rebound. I'm just not sure I can trust Claxton and KD to do that enough 
you know, down there or, you know, Bruce Brown. I just don't trust those guys to do it enough against somebody like Russ, LeBron, and AD. I just don't do it. I don't trust that. Okay, I get it. That's what I mean. You backed it up. So I feel I just, man, that was my one issue, man, with Westbrook and just. We'll see, man. Westbrook in the playoffs makes me nervous, but he does change into a different person when he sees KD. So that's that's something to keep an eye on. We'll see how that goes. If you're scared of Russ, be scared of him against a team like the Bucks, man. That's not right. going to be a pre series. <laughs> that's not going to be a good series. Got you, got you. All right, so we already got some conflict with the with the championship picks here. Um, let's do these individual awards, man, before we get out of here and get ready for the real thing, man. So start with the smaller ones. Um who are your three candidates for coach of the year? Who'd you pick? Or just three, two, one coach of the year candidates? Yeah, for coach of the year, for my third, uh, third place, I have uh, Steve Kerr. Second place, I got Coach Bud. And then first place, Coach Vogel. Oh, Vogel the coach first year, conference. Right? He has, I think he's going to have a narrative. I think him and Polika will finally have a narrative this year. They got a lot of turnaround on the roster. Um, you know, a lot they, they got some some people are kind of low on them in terms of in the regular season. So if they if they come out, they dominate the regular season, they have their first place finishes. I think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna win their awards. Yeah. My my first seed, you know, my first seed was Phoenix. So I have Monty third. Second, I have Spo. Um, if he gets to heat that high without a true bona fide superstar. First was honestly it was Ty Lu, man, because if he's able to get that team to a, a mid-level playoff spot, kind of like the 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 um narrative Tibbs had last year. They were yeah, a little yeah. seed, but if he gets them up there, you know, with Kawhi out, and then he finally was starting to get his flowers last year from the playoffs at the right, right. I think, he, I think he'll ride, you know, that momentum. And I think he'll be coach of the year, depending on how he is. But if Phoenix gets the first seed, I can see Monty getting it. You know, after Scotty got like his tips kind of came out of nowhere with the Knicks, or it would have been Monty's award. So, I, Monty, you know, Monty, Spo, Lou, those are my three. I probably lean Lou. Um, six man a year. Go ahead. Yeah, six man a year, number three. Um, six man a year, number three. I got Malik Monk. Uh, okay. He's looking really good in preseason. I think he's going to be integral to the Lakers' success in the regular season. I think he's going to be find his role in the league as a six-man. I think that's what he's going to realize. That's where his archetype is. I think he's going to average 16 points a game, have nice shooting efficiency, score in a variety of ways, and he's going to. I think he's going to win some games for the Lakers. Uh, so I have him. I got Clarkson. Just for the record, if that happens, Pelican fans going to hate me. I'm be <laughs> so y'all pay $14 million for Devontae. And Lakers got Malik for the minimum. It was like, okay. All right. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I got Clarkson second. Um, he's going to continue. I think he's going to be good. Um, but for the six man of the year, man, new agenda. We back on, baby. Oh, did it? <laughs> the stock is low. Buy low, sell high, baby. Dennis Schroeder, six man of the year. I got the Celtics as a four seed in the East. I think he's going to have a big bounce back year. And I think he's going to be part of why the Celtics are going to be very good in the regular season. He's already looking good in the preseason. And I think he's, going to, he's he has a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong now where he's like, he's not expected to do good. I think he's going to show people, hey, I can ball. I got Dennis, six man of the year. Right, okay. And basically, so full disclaimer, 
I was going to give this to Patty Mills, but Kyrie being out half the year means Patty's going to start, I think, too many games to qualify, so whatever. Um, I actually had Dennis third. That puts Dennis third. Um, same situation. Now start, he'll be asked to score. To, it'll be more catered to his game. The Celtics are because they need actually need somebody with his skill set. It's not right. redundant. So I think he'll be more set up for success. Second, I had uh, Derek Rose. I just think he's a hand and glove fit. He he right. understands. He understands Tibbs. Tibbs understands him. He'll you know his fifteen or twenty points a night. Good efficiency. He'll have some nights where he completely explodes. He's just comfortable, you know, with Tibbs for some reason. And at first, I had Clarkson. I just think the way Utah set up that you know heavy pick and roll off the bench. Right. Uh, he's got carte blanche to shoot any three he wants to at any time. I think he's just going to have a whole bunch of stats stacked up, and uh, he'll get it. But these things do suffer from voter fatigue sometimes, so maybe he won't get it again. So, um, you know, I, 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 I'd be nice. I like Monk was kind of outside the box, so I, I like the Monk pick. That wasn't a straightforward thing. I, I would love for Monk to get it there. He was my favorite non-Westbrook addition to the I – wasn't, I wasn't a fan of Westbrook addition, but I think the biggest – the most impactful non-Westbrook addition to the Lakers. Right? I'll say it that way. I, I, did, I, the I disagree. I think the biggest non-Westbrook signing is the guy that everybody's kind of crying over because he has an ankle injury. But that's the that's the dude who's going to show up in the round of sixteen. Kind of how you what you saw what PJ did for the Bucks last year. Trevor Ariza will be huge for the Lakers. Okay. Okay. Absolutely huge for the Lakers. Look, with, without Trevor Ariza, they'd not beating the Nets. That's just point. <laughs> That's point blank, period, bro. Six nine, long, smart, crafty, tough. You need the guys like that to defend Mr. Kevin Durant and let AD and Braun roam and, and give help side support. So right. Trevor Reza is crucial for any type of championship the Lakers are gonna have. Respect, respect, respect. All right. So let's move on to rookie of the year. Who you got? Who's your three? Rookie of the year. Um, my third is actually surprising. It might surprise some folks, but I got Boot Knight. I think Boot Knight's going to be kind of, kind of splashy, up tempo with the with the Hornets. I mean, you saw what Devontae Graham looked like. You saw, you know, even Malik Monk has had like forty percent three from three last season. I think with uh, you know, playing off of uh, Lamelo, playing off of Hayward, playing off of Rozier, I think Boot Knight's going to come out, have some nice little uh, twelve to sixteen points per game, have some flashy plays. And he's going to excite a lot of people. Um, number two is the number two pick, Jalen Green. Professional scorer. I think he'll average 16 to 18. A lot of guys are trying – I think he's going to come in average 20. A lot of people have the Rockets as a playing team. Bro, I don't understand what too you – Too young. I Way too young. I don't understand how – like, you, you guys must think the NBA is easy or something. But I'm sorry, a team like the Rockets is not – making no playing noise. That is a lottery team. That team is winning 25 games, okay? It'll be a fun like, 25, though. Fun fun, fun team. I, I understand. Fun team, great aesthetic, a lot of fun guys on the roster, but that is not a good team. Like, let's just cut it out. That is not a good <laughs> NBA basketball team. Like, I'll let y'all see for yourself. But I do have Jalen Green, runner-up, and then number one, I do have Kay Cunningham, I think. I think the reason why I have Kay, I think um, he'll, he won't be as flashy, but he'll have – Solid production, uh, 16 to 18 points per game, three to five assists, three to five rebounds. I think he'll also impact winning more for the Pistons. He'll make them slightly more competitive and more appealing than the Rockets. And I think he'll also have a better defensive outing, obviously, than Jalen Green. So I think 
he's just going to have the more overall winning impact that's just going to play into his into his numbers and give him the nod for rookie of the year. Okay. All right, so we have the same uh, two. Uh, my third guy, instead of Book Knight, I, I love Book Knight. So here's my thing with Book Knight. He's just playing behind those two guards who are going to play 30 right. minutes plus. That's the only reason I have him there. And I put Trey Murphy there because right. um, I think Zion and Ingram are going to miss a fair amount of time. And he's starting from day one. There's a hot – really Green talked about he's in the mix to be starting. So I think the minutes will be there for him to produce. And I looked through that whole kind of lottery list. A lot of guys, you know, Davion Mitchell, you know, Hallie Burton and, and, and Fox, right? Um, you know, play behind Pascal. Exactly, and Pascal and OG, right? So that's, that, that's, that's, I was looking for guys who had maybe going to have the opportunity to produce. And I think uh, Murphy plays, either he's playing off guys who have a lot of gravity, um, like Zion and, and, and Ingram. And I think if they get hurt, he stays in their start and he'll get a lot of opportunities to possibly uh, produce. Um, Jalen was number two. What separated Jalen and K for me was Jalen's not playing with a guy like KPJ to eat up the usage from him on the ball. And that's why I went with K. K is getting the keys right away. And they're going to just live and die with the mistakes he makes or the growth he has, which is why I gave a nod to K for rookie of the year. Um, I'm higher on Jalen long-term. I think we discussed this a little bit about who we like better before. But I think rookie of the year it'll be K because he's just getting the keys right away. And I think he'll just, you know, have a chance to play. You know, even when he's playing bad, he'll have, you know, 17, 20 point nights with six, seven assists, five rebounds. Like just the raw right. numbers are gonna be there. All right. So all right, this is fun. I want to do this. This is where uh, the last three. Let's 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 get spicy. So top three for MIP. Who's that winner for you? Most improved player. Number three. It's going to shock some people. I got Alex Caruso, number three. Uh, I got Alex Caruso, number three. I got Jaron Jackson, Jr., number two. And I got Jordan Poole, number one. I think Jordan Poole will be the most improved player in the league this year. He's already having the flashy preseason. His game is, looks great. He's going to ha- he's playing with a ton of confidence. He's going to get a lot of starting minutes because Clay's going to miss a lot of the year. His stats are going to look really good. I can, I think I'm a, you will see an 18 points per game season from Jordan Poole this year. All right. So my question for you, because I, I don't have Caruso on mine or Jan Jackson. So who, who, like, what do you see for him? Because you got Lonzo, Levine, DeRozan, uh, Vujicic. Like those guys get a lot of touches, right? Especially DeRozan, Levine, and, Vuj- and Vujicic. So how is he going to be able to be in the conversation for that in, in your opinion? Um, they, those guys get touches, but a lot of those guys aren't really – outside of Levine, you know, Levine's going to get his 27. But, like, Vucevic, he's not going to get, like, 25, you know what I mean? Right, like right. DeRozan, he gets 20. But I think Vucevic and DeRozan are going to get their, you know, their 18 to 20 points per game. But I really just think as Caruso, he's going to be high-impact in all areas of the game, he's going to have a good defensive year. He's going to have, you know, a better playmaking year because he's going to be able to uh, get the featured more. You know what I mean? He's going to be right. like, he's what, their their fifth best player? You know what I mean? So so he's going to get featured more. I think he's going to have one of those 11 points, four assists. Uh, you know, I think he's going to get a nice lot of hustle boards, like five rebounds. It's going to be like Pat Bev, you know what I mean? It's going to be like a Pat Bev type, have high impact on them being good 
and raising and you know and putting helping put the Bulls back on the map. So I just think with the media hype, the fact that I think he'll average over double digit points, I think he'll have like an increase in assists, increase in rebounds. I just think, and then the defensive impact. I just think that's going to really put him on the map for most improved player. Copy that. I respect that. So mine, my third was uh, Terrence Mann. Just because of him, mostly for opportunity, because he averaged seven points a game last season. I think he at right. least has a chance to double that with opportunity without Kawhi in there. And just he earned Ty Lue's trust with that playoff run. So I think he definitely is going to see more just opportunity to produce offense and has a good chance to be in that conversation. Second for me was Jordan Poole. Uh, same thing as you said, Clay's out. They need, literally need someone aside from Steph to initiate offense and be able to create offense. He fits that mold. And I just think that when, in the current system, heavy movement, he's starting to get comfortable now, all that time in the G League. He's been in the Warriors system going on his third year, so he's comfortable. I think this is his breakout year. He really has a chance. But number one is OG Ananobi, and it's just for this reason. Uh, everybody's gone. Right, Lowry leaves. Siakam's out for the first part of the season. It's his show early on. They're going to move on. Like I think they were heavy on Van Fleet, but even like the whole team is kind of pushing. Hey, you know, OG's going to be our guy early on, and I think that he's going to have that burst into. I put it out there. Some people laugh. Some people like, oh, I see what you're saying. I think he's a twenty point a game guy. If you watch how he was going, he was trending towards the end of last season. Um, you can definitely see he's polishing his game up to get to that point. So. OG is my MIP winner for the next season. Yeah, that's a good pick. You know, I, I just I, I kind of had to go with guys who kind of got the media love too. Right. That's just, it. That, yep. Yep. A lot of this is hard for me because Jordan Poole is going to have the flash, have the pizzazz. He's going to get the minutes, and the Warriors I just think are going to be good. So I think that he's going to have all those things working in his favor. Right. And, then, and that's, you know, those are great points. And he's, he's in the right the right type of market and all that. But he's also like, he's also worthy of it too. So I wouldn't even be mad if, you know, Poole won it. Now to Biggie's uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, top three and winner. Yeah, so Defensive Player of the Year, I went all bigs with this one. Uh, my third pick is AD. I think AD will be number three. My second pick is Bam Adebayo, and my defensive player of the year is Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green Ooh. will have a dominant defensive outing from start to finish, and I think he'll have a master class year on defense now that he's back with smart guys around him, now that he he's back with uh, having uh, guys like Iggy who's going to help him be vocal and help teach guys where to be and where to play off. You're going to see a good – defensive alley from Golden State from start to finish. Huh. That's good. I didn't even think. So here's my my third was Giannis. Um, I went completely with the, just the, you know, by the book with this, you know, not nothing too out of the box. Second was uh, Gobert. Like I said, I just think he's, unless they do what you said, people said you're going to do, which is attack Utah like you did in playoff series by drawing Gobert away from the basket with the fifth small guy out there. Um, he possibly won't be in this. My defensive player of the year was AD. Again, this is all depending on health because I think he has to be for the Lakers to be that top three seed, and I think he will be. I think this is a year This is he where he is like, okay, I got to do this on both ends. I think he's not happy with how he was last, last season. 
And I think he really wants to make amends. I think he becomes a defensive player of the year. He gets his first defensive player of the year this year. His first and one that's overdue with deserving. So AD is my defensive player of the year. Good one. That's a good one. So, yeah. So, all right. Now, MVP, your finalist and your winner. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, man. And number three, I got Luca. Luca's going to finish in the top three for sure this year. Number two and number one is going to be a, I think is going to be a coin flip. But number two, I got Giannis, runner up. Number one, I think this is the last stand clutch. I think this is the last stand. I think this is the last stand. The last stand for LeBron James. He, I think he he looks great physically. For I think for this for this thing to work with the Lakers, LeBron James has to be at MVP level. Like like he just has to be off the ball, on the ball. So I, he has to be he has to be the MVP of the league for the Lakers to be dominant. <laughs> so I have LeBron James as my MVP for this bid. That's tough. Um... So my third was Luca. I will say this: though. I think if the Mavs get a top four seed, Luca will win. Because you had the Mavs fourth on your list. If he if he gets yeah. that team to a fourth seed without a, a legit second star, like a lot of these teams have, he'll get the MVP. Like the, the league is the league is like they're ready to give it to him. If you just hear like the people who cover the league, the way they tweet and talk, like they're ready to give him. Like, they're just waiting for him to get reach a certain amount of team success, and they're going to give him that award. So. The top four, like you have them, I think he'll win it. Uh, second for me was uh, Steph. If the Warriors are, you have him three, I have him four. Um, last year, he was the best offensive player in basketball. It was pretty incredible what he did, and they still didn't make the playoffs. Like, that's how bad that team around him was. So, Steph is number two and number one. I just, it's, it's Giannis, man. I just think it's his time. It's his time, you know. Um, it's that stretch where, you know, Akeem, was just that guy. I think we'd reach in that for, for Giannis. And people were kind of galaxy branded where KD's toe and everybody was hurt. It was like, dude, you, you can pencil that guy in just for 30 and 13 every playoff. If you if he's 30 and 13 minimum every playoff game on damn near 60% shooting, it's just like. Man, you know, a lot of things people are overlooking <laughs> with the pay. KD played 37 regular season games. Last right, year. right, right, right. right you now, can't. He, 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 he was in. He was not fatigued at all during that playoff shit. It's going to be very interesting when you see guys like KD, when you see guys like Harden, you know, because Harden had some time off too, but obviously he was hurt, so he wasn't as good in the playoffs. But having to see KD Harden go through a full regular season, um, they're going to have to play because Kyrie's not going to be there. It's going to be see how they look like come playoff time. That's why I'm like, you need Kyrie because they're not going to be as fresh come playoff time, man. Harden and KD are not going to be, or KD specifically is not going to be as fresh come playoff time, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, like I said, that's going to be very interesting to watch. Your MVP was LeBron. Um, mine was Giannis. Um, man, it's got to be, I'm glad to be back, man. We back in this thing. That's, that was good. So, real quick before we get out of here, it's funny. Uh, our conference finals picks are actually the opening night on Tuesday. So, give me your predictions. Uh, Nets, Bucks first, Warriors, like you said, just for the first game. You know, just regular season, nothing binding yeah, all year. Yeah, first first game, I got I got Bucks winning that game. 
Uh, opening night, Warriors Lakers. I'll probably go Warriors on that one. I think the Lakers are still trying to work things out. I got the same. I got Bucks game one. Uh, is that that's ring night, correct? Open the home game. That's yeah. ring night, right? Yeah, I got the Bucks there, and uh, just because it's the Lakers thing to do, I got the Warriors winning that game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best prototypical game they'll throw. Right. All right, man. This was good to get back, get the kinks out. Make sure you follow. Myself, JJ Maples underscore 55, JJ Maples 55 underscore MST. Follow at its Kings, bro, on Twitter. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. You guys got us popping last year. Again, we thank you so much. You guys got us invited yes, to Las Vegas Summer League, man. We had a blast. Uh, get us back there this year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the content won't change, y'all. Exactly. You know, we can inspire. Try to get a couple more former players on some other guys we interact with on the timeline who know what they're talking about. Uh, we're looking forward to this season, man. I'm excited. Uh, that you got your tapping in. Follow, subscribe on the pod, wherever you get your pod, Spotify, iTunes. Um, leave a rating on all of them. We appreciate you. Uh, we out season opener. We're done. Season preview. Episode. Yes, sir. Done, man. All right, man. Y'all hey, be safe. Appreciate y'all, man. Peace. Thank you.